if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. An audience chuckled as Admiral William McRaven said those words while delivering a commencement speech to the 2014 class at the University of Texas. He goes on to acknowledge that if you can't start your day with a simple task like making your bed, how are you going to take on something as big as changing the world? I'm certainly not asking nor preparing anyone to go out and change the world, but if you are listening to this, then chances are you've accepted that there are some things about you that you would like to change or at least open to the possibilities that there may be opportunities for a better self. My name is Chris Fetchik, Certified Fitness Professional, and this is Step 4 of the 52 Steps to You program. Today, we are going to talk about being open to change. Embrace this opportunity for self-reflection as it may be more rewarding for you than expected. If you're in the process of making a change in your life, no matter how big or small, I applaud you for overcoming the most difficult step in the process admitting your shortcomings. It is such a difficult obstacle to acknowledge a fault with yourself, and you did it. I still want to praise the group of you who feel like everything is good, but still ask yourself the bold questions. Is everything really good? Is there something about me I should change? To risk that sovereignty at the risk of uncertainty to better yourself is commendable. Change for some can be an overwhelming task. It's one of the many reasons why making a big change can be most effective with small steps. Change begins with acceptance and self-awareness, being truly aware of who you are and accepting the most important part of that discovery. To me, accepting you is not about a snapshot of who you are and being okay with it. You should already be comfortable with you. To me, accepting who you are means that you've acknowledged the discovery that you're imperfect and not only accept it, but embrace it. That is the moment when you are truly open to and capable of meaningful change. Let's break down the process of change, but first, answer honestly. Have you ever set out to make a change or accomplish a goal, whether it was to exercise more, lose weight? or maybe change a pattern of behavior only to find yourself falling short of success? For some, this can lead to a downward cycle as a failed attempt towards a goal often leads to less enthusiasm and energy with other goals, making failure with those even more likely. But don't give up hope now. Perhaps I can offer you a more intuitive approach. Behavioral scientists have concluded that people who go through a specific process to make a change are more successful than those who don't. It's called the trans-theoretical model, or more commonly referred to as the stages of change. When I think of stages of change, I envision a set of stairs where every step upwards brings you one step closer to success, with each step representing a stage in the process. The problem I have with that is while targeting a goal, we can have an occasional setback, and setbacks often lead to a complete reversal and bring you back to the bottom. Let's turn our steps into a spiral staircase, and instead of using the stages of change, let's use the cycle of change. 
let's go through a cycle of change and see where you're at in the process. Think of something that you would like to change about yourself or maybe someone you know has suggested a change that might be in your best interest. For the sake of this exercise, I'm going to use sleep as an example. It has been suggested to me on countless occasions that I could really use more sleep. I would joke around about how much I could accomplish on my four hours of sleep. And then I would simply say, everything is fine. I really don't think I need to change anything. This is the pre-contemplation stage. The cost of the problem is not yet recognized. I'm outright denying I even have a problem. Making a change is not even up for questioning. Here's my story. One morning, I left for work as I normally would. I leave through the front door and make my way out to the car. I started the car. And then I realized I forgot to grab my gym bag. I get to the door and I realize my keys are still back in the car. I was only frustrated at that point. So if you're thinking that this has been me thinking about getting more sleep, I assure you it did not. Typically, the desire for change comes from some sort of trigger, and that wasn't it. I drove to work, sipping coffee along the way, I think. And then I pulled into my parking spot. For no apparent reason, I started thinking about my drive to the office. It dawned on me that I had almost no recollection of the drive. Although it bothered me for a little bit, I went on about my day without another thought. And then I'm in the car again. As I'm driving, I pulled up to a red light and stopped. I'm suddenly blasted with horns at me. I'm trying to figure out which end is up. I fell asleep at that red light. And then I rolled right into traffic, completely unaware. Luckily, everything was okay. But I got my wake-up call in that moment. That was my trigger to start thinking about needing more sleep. That put me right into the contemplation stage. That's when I started thinking, you know, might not be too bad if I tried getting a little more sleep. In this stage, there's still an ambivalence to making any changes. While you can see reasons for making the change, there's still a hesitation in doing so. I had those thoughts for quite a while. What started to push me a little further was when I started realizing countless mistakes I've been making. I blamed it on being so busy, but deep down inside, I knew. When you're in the world of health and wellness, articles about the importance of sleep, and they're one of the major topics that we must be aware of and have knowledge about. So things like the many mistakes, time lapses, diminished productivity, and even struggles with rounds of depression, I knew. And I knew that I didn't want this for myself anymore. It wasn't realistic for me to suddenly sleep for eight hours a night, every night. In fact, one night I tried, and I only gained about a half hour of sleep. I did some research and put a plan together that was sensible to me. It surprised me because I had no idea how many different things we do that affect our sleep. The time I spent learning about sleep 
was me preparing to make a change. This was me asking, what do I need to do in order to make this change happen? This is the preparation stage. This is the moment that I decided I am going to do something about this. I'm now more focused on certain foods I eat. And while it's still loosely acknowledged, I'm trying to go to sleep and wake up at the same time every day. It's not eight hours yet, but I'm much better than the four hours I have been getting. I limit caffeine after two o'clock and countless other things that you can learn, learn more about on my sleep episode. What's important now is that I've reached the stage of action. I'm doing it. I'm making a change to be a better me. Although I'm not at my goal, I could see my path for a better tomorrow. When I reach my goal, I'm still going to have work to do. I'll probably slip up now and then. I have a habit of sacrificing sleep to do the things I want to do, rather than saying, no, there's just not a time for that. However, I will courageously face those challenges with the yes I can attitude and keep up with healthy sleep habits. This is the maintenance stage. All I have to do is keep up with what I'm doing. It is of course possible that I will find myself reverting back to old habits. I hope not to, but I spent more time sacrificing sleep for things I want rather than sacrificing things I want for the sleep I need. If this happens, I will find myself in a relapse. This can happen at any stage of the process. What is important, however, is that we learn from the relapse. This is a great moment to talk about why I chose cycle of change instead of stages of change and how that works with the spiral staircase. If you consider stage one starting at the bottom of a circle, you can see how this makes a full cycle. Stage one, pre-contemplation. This is the bottom because you have no interest in making any changes. In stage two, you move up the circle in the contemplation stage because you're at least entertaining thoughts to make a change in a positive direction. At stage three, you're almost at the top. The preparation stage is when you're just about ready to make that commitment. When you reach stage four, you're at the action stage. Now you're on top of the circle. You're dedicated and committed to making this change happen. Although stage five brings you down the other side of the circle a little bit, I consider this getting over the hump. You've succeeded with your goal. And now you're in the maintenance stage. But while you're over the hump, the maintenance stage is still a fragile state until it becomes the stronger habit. The possibility of a relapse still remains. I'm reluctant to call the relapse stage stage six, but if you were to fall into a relapse, it would bring you one step closer to the bottom in which you would be starting over. Even though you're starting over, you're beginning with new knowledge and new understanding. A relapse is not a failure, but rather a learning and growing stage. And this is why I like the cycle of change and reference the spiral staircase. It is an upward spiral. 
every time we come full circle, we start off just a little bit higher. And each time a person goes through the cycle, they learn from each relapse and grow stronger so that relapse can be shorter and less devastating. Here's something for you to keep in mind. Most successful self-changers go through the stages three or four times before they make it through the cycle of changes without at least one slip. Most will return to the contemplation stage of change. And slips give us the opportunity to learn. If you're wondering if there's a need for a change in your life, a simple assessment can give you valuable insight. First, reflect on what's going on in your life, starting with some core principles. Write down a few words or phrases that capture what is happening in your life, how you feel about them, and if you think you need to make a change. Your core principles are skills, values, interests, motivations, and needs. From there, let's do the same exercise for some other areas that are supported by your core principles. These will include personal responsibilities, financial responsibilities, goals and priorities, your health, leisure activities, and your spirituality. After doing this assessment, if you discover something that can be beneficial for you uh, to change, here are seven questions to answer that will help you create a plan and a process to make that change. Remember, people who go through a specific process to make a change are more successful than those who don't. Here are your questions, more like a fill in the blank. Question one, the changes I want to make are, Number two, I want to make these changes because. Now, one and two are very important because you are defining what and why. Question three, the steps I plan to take are, again, important. Well, all the questions are important, but this one is important because this is your plan of action. Number four, here's how others can help me. Now, I find this very important because when you are making a change, especially if it's a difficult change, it's really great to have support from the people around you who care about you to help you get through this. Question five, I will know my plan is working if it's great to know what your expectations are and being able to see them, to know that you are step-by-step gaining success. Question six, these are some things that can interfere with my plan. Be aware of your obstacles. This will help you know how to get over your obstacles. And question seven, if my plan isn't working, I will. Now that last one is important because if you're finding it's not working, we can be adaptive, but you should know how you're going to adapt if it's not working the way you expect it to. I believe in you. I believe in your ability to make any change you set your mind to. Remember, it's not about how many times we fall. It's about how many times we get back up. 
And every time we fall, we need to get back up just one more time. Don't be afraid of change. Embrace it. Be motivated from it. And always be open to it. My name is Chris Fetchik, and this has been Step 4 of the 52 Steps to You program, Being Open to Change. Thank you for listening. And now, go out and be the change that you wish to see in the world.